0: NPR's White House correspondent Ari Shapiro is known for his savvy political reporting. He breaks down the complexities and nuances of American politics, delivering clear and colorful coverage to NPR listeners.
1: Why is this night different from all other nights? After all, it's pretty arbitrary to declare this the starting line of the general election. Technically, Romney has not won enough delegates to be his party's nominee, yet it's been weeks since he talked about any other Republicans on the stump.
0: That's Ari reporting from New Hampshire while covering Mitt Romney's presidential campaign. And this? Well, this is also Ari, but in a slightly different element.
1: My heart is burning for that love of ours, yearning for that sea of stars. Let me in so I can
0: That was Ari singing But Now I'm Back on Pink Martini's 2009 album Splendor in the Grass. Pink Martini is a Portland-based, yet globally inspired, little orchestra, as they call themselves. He's recorded three songs on two albums and says he's lost track of how many times he's performed with them. Joining me in the studio at NPR's headquarters in Washington is Ari Shapiro himself to tell us a little bit more about his involvement with the band, how it all came to be, and what is to come. Thanks for being here, Ari. Before we get into specifics, I have to ask, how much singing or performing experience did you have before your involvement with Pink Martini?
1: I sang in high school and college, but then I kind of stopped when I graduated from college and had really not sung at all for about 10 years until Thomas Lauderdale of Pink Martini asked me to be on one of the band's albums.
0: When did you first start listening to Pink Martini? Because I know I've heard that you have been a fan for a while.
1: Yeah, I was a fan of theirs when they were a teeny little local Portland band. I was a teenager and I would go see their shows. Back then, nobody had really heard of them. They were just doing things around Portland. And I remember when I was in college and they released their first album. It was a huge, exciting moment for me that I brought their CD back to college with me and played it for everyone I knew. And I've been a fan of theirs ever since as they've become bigger over the years and played bigger venues and become higher profile and release more albums.
0: But back then you didn't know them, you weren't friends with them, or
1: No, I became friends with them about 10 years ago. Actually, it was one of the first stories I ever did for NPR was about Pink Martini. They had never been on NPR before. And I went back to Portland and I was trying to do some freelance stories for NPR. And so I profiled the work that they were doing on their second album. So I spent a weekend with the band. And over the course of that weekend, I kind of became friends with a lot of the band members. And after that, whenever they would come to D.C., I would have them over to my house. I would do brunch, you know, to sort of see them and hang out with them.
0: Could we hone in on some details of how this all happened, though, because it's one thing to be friends with the band and then it's another thing to actually be invited to perform with them. And I heard Thomas Lauderdale speak briefly about this in his interview with NPR Music, that they first discovered your singing talent at a gathering involving a dinner party and a group sing-along.
1: Yeah. There was a weekend where a Portland band called Blind Pilot and Pink Martini, another Portland band, were in town at the same time. And so I invited the two bands to my house for a cookout on the patio. The party went very late into the night. We didn't want to be noisy because it was a Monday night and we have neighbors. And so we ended up going upstairs to the room where we have a piano. And it just kind of turned into a sing-along with Thomas Lauderdale, Pink Martini's (laughs) band leader on the piano, and Blind Pilot and the rest of Pink Martini and all my DC friends. And it was just this kind of magical night with everybody singing around the piano. And the next morning, Tuesday, I was bleary eyed at my desk here at NPR. And Thomas called me and he said, you know, we have this concept for a song on the next album that we want a man to sing. Why don't you sing it on the album? And I thought, yeah, sure, of course. (laughs) You don't say no to something like that. And the next thing I knew, I was on a plane to Portland. I recorded this song. Then Thomas said, now we need to find a time for you to perform it live. How about the Hollywood Bowl? And at every stage, I sort of thought, well, this is going to be it. I'll sing with them at the Hollywood Bowl. And that'll be the time I sang with Pink Martini.
0: What was that like for you? Because I can imagine for them, they've been kind of working up to a big grand venue that is the Hollywood Bowl. Right. But how was that for you just getting thrown into that?
1: I had never performed live with the band before. That show at the Hollywood Bowl was the first time the entire band and I had ever done any song together. And it was an audience of 18,000 people in this venue where every great performer over the years has sung. And I'm not a performer, I'm a journalist, and here I was getting on stage. This is his world's debut, by the way. <laughs> Backstage at the Hollywood Bowl, there are all of these photographs of the great performances over the years. And in my dressing room, there was this huge black and white photograph of Judy Garland on that stage. It was just a reminder of what an incredible privilege it was and what a surreal out-of-body experience it was to get on that stage and perform with a band that I had been a fan of since I was a kid.
0: That sounds amazing, yet also slightly terrifying. But I was looking up some of your songs before this interview, and I heard you singing a song in Spanish. The song was,
1: I Will Always Love You. Que tristeza tengo Desde que te fuiste Dejando en mi ser And I also heard you singing
0: a song in French. So do you actually speak French or Spanish?
1: I speak French. I don't speak Spanish. I'm learning to sing in French, Spanish, Hebrew, a language called Ladino. And right now I'm learning a couple of new songs that are in Urdu, Russian. Oh, there's a song in Italian that I'm learning. So there's new stuff all the time. But I try to learn how to pronounce the words from somebody who is a native speaker. And, of course, I also learn what the words mean so I know what I'm singing about.
0: Do you have any upcoming scheduled performances with them?
1: I'm taking a couple weeks off in July and touring Europe. That's very exciting. (laughs) It should be great. We're doing a bunch of outdoor music festivals.
0: Can we ever expect to hear an Ari Shapiro solo performance or album? I have no
1: plans for that. But, you know, I had no plans to be on a Pink Martini album. So who knows what the future holds.
0: Thank you so much for being here, Ari.
1: My pleasure. I enjoyed it.
0: Ari Shapiro is NPR's White House correspondent, but every so often he takes a break from covering politics for NPR to sing with Pink Martini. He'll be touring with the band in Europe this summer. I'm Amber Kewan, reporting from Washington, DC for NPR's Intern Edition. Maria
1: baby, I guess it may be. You're still a little angry with me. But it's getting late and my boys are waiting, gotta get something to eat. Better go now, hope you know now. I love you there. It's